You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome in to The Scoop on the Inside Carolina Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ross Martin. We're joined by Don Callahan. This is the number one football recruiting podcast in the world. Part of the Inside Carolina Podcast Network and presented to you by Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com, the best place for all your UNC apparel needs. Don. It's been a while. What is going on, my friend? It has been a while. That we, At least we've done the, the podcast. But uh, we did appear on the radio show last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, really not much is going on. The only thing different is that my kids' sports have finally started up. So it's crazy. Today we have three practices. i got to juggle in addition to my normal obligations. And since we're, we normally record on, in the morning, and mm-hmm. we just get finished eating breakfast, or usually I eat breakfast right afterwards. But we're doing this around lunch, which means I got cookies. <laughs> I might eat during, or I might wait until uh, after the podcast. What did so, you have for lunch? I have not eaten lunch yet. So okay. the yeah. cookies are, it's, it's like a pre-lunch snack sort of thing. But notice, these are the um, soft batch, chunky chocolate chip. From where? Go, from Walmart. Walmart actually has some. Uh, I wouldn't very, expect anything different. <laughs> a very underrated cookie game at Walmart. Yeah, it's a great. What's place. up with Ross? Um, yeah, man, it's just trying to figure out when the next game is going to be to cover. That's right. Twenty days between that? twenty days between games. How crazy is it for you? I mean, because what was it on Thursday when they made the announcement last mm-hmm. week, and then all of a sudden, so your your schedule completely changes, and then you had a. I guess a plan to go to the beach this weekend. What would have happened if North Carolina were you praying all weekend long that they weren't going to get a game for this weekend? Selfishly. I, I mean, praying? I prepared for my intern, our intern to cover it. Oh uh, man. Me. Yeah. I mean, I had a bye week beach trip planned um, with some guys. So yeah, I was going to, I was going to miss it. I think cause I'd already paid for the trip and everything. Uh, if you're looking on YouTube, recording on YouTube, Don has a fresh haircut. His hair looks as gray as ever, but he's got, Nice little style right there. Let's get into it. First, we have a new – first, I want to ask you, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mash the subscribe button so that all these podcasts from the Inside Carolina Podcast Network gets to you on your mobile device or however you listen to your podcasts. Um, that would be great. helps us get to uh other other listeners so rate review and subscribe we definitely do read those reviews and we appreciate a five-star rating um and we have a new top five don we've kind of been out of the podcast game and we've gone maybe a month without a full podcast so we're gonna get back in it uh we don't know the next time we'll record but it'll be in the next couple weeks the top five that you someone just someone's hand just came and gave you another cookie what didn't it no no (laughs) got a cookie delivery person all right the next top five is your top five 1990s comedies movies movies yeah so comedies movies uh don you picked this one or you had a suggestion but what is your idea uh behind this one 
Um, yeah, someone on the message board, actually, I believe this is a couple of weeks ago and I have awful memory. Uh, someone posed this question to me on the Ask Don thread. And for those who are premium subscribers, you know that you can go on Inside Caroline's message board and post your questions directly to me on the Ask Don thread. But anyway, um, I thought it was a great uh, top five uh, category for us. want to get the the uh, listeners involved in that, and Ross, I want to get some Ross's ideas too. But uh, '90s were were it was a great decade for uh, for for comedies, I believe. So yeah, I think so, it's good. It'd be good. Uh, it'd be good to look back, and I gotta go back and see what my top five are. There's a bunch of options here. It's gonna be hard to pick. Remember, it has the release date when it entered the theaters has to be uh, in the '90s, and uh, that'll be it. It'd be good to see how many reviews we get how many uh suggestions we get and remember you email don or dm him on twitter or on uh inside carolina don how can they reach you um at don callahan i see on twitter and then it's just don callahan on inside carolina email address don at inside carolina.com all right great let's get into it here's the plan for today's podcast the scoop presented to you by johnny t-shirt and johnny t-shirt.com we are going to start with a brief overview of the 2021 class I mean, it's been a while since UNC's had any movement with this class. The last thing that happened was a decommitment. Is that right? Is that right? Ooh, good question. Um, yeah, I think so. I think uh, Jarrett Wilson. I yeah. think was the last, last it, sort of. It, and uh, then Travion Stevenson maybe was the last commit. I don't know what yes. the exact timing of that. UNC sits at the 16 commitments. So there's still got some targets out there. We're going to go through the targets. There's a couple big names, big fish still out there. And then we're going to talk about those guys. So Bryson Nesbitt, uh, Diego Pounds, uh, Yusuf Mugabil, and Ingram Dawkins. We're then going to talk briefly about how the extended dead period impacts UNC. I think it's been extended to December. Is that right, Donald? The end. Well, yeah, the end of December, all the way through December to January. Awesome. And then we're going to close with, which is something we, we've done every year. We're going to look at the 2022 class. We're going to get into it. Don ha- has his top 12 targets this is unc's top 12 targets for the 2022 class look at these names i mean i recognize two names so this is as much for our listeners as it is for me we're going to kind of briefly get into uh who the tar heels are targeting the most in the 2022 class remember there's not as much in-state talent in this class they have to go outside state lines but they definitely have their eyes on uh, a decent amount of prospects to land for the next cycle don how does that sound I am excited to get rolling. All right, awesome. All right, 2021, let's get a brief overview. What's going on right now with UNC? I mean, we're in a dead period. The season's starting. Uh, give our listeners an update on the 2021 class for the Tar Heels. Well, we actually did a pretty deep dive in what's going on, gave a best case, worst case, um, most likely case scenario for the remainder of this class and and just where this class would land in or likely will land in the 247 Sports team rankings come signing day um, in the weekly scoop. Uh, every Tuesday we have the weekly scoop, so definitely check that out for, for details and all that. But essentially, UNC is looking at four targets. There's always, um, there's always a chance and probably a highly likelihood that uh, that pool of, of targets expands at some point. But right now we're looking at those four, the ones you mentioned. Um, and uh, can you list them real quick? Yeah, um, uh, Cheerion In- Ingram Dawkins, a defensive tackle from Gaffney, Yusuf Mugerbill, an offensive lineman from Murphy, North Carolina, um, 
Bryson Nesbitt, a tight end from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Diego Pounds, an offensive <clears throat> lineman from Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, so answer me this. Uh, Bryson Richardson left the program. You know, there's some, there's some players that have left recently. Are there more scholarships available? I mean, they had, uh, I think, offense, uh, Billy Ross left as well. So those are developments since we've talked about more scholarships opening. Your thoughts, Don? So what good I've question. been to- good, good question, Ross. Thanks. Good, que- good question, Ross. Well, it's, it's just part for the course. So I just yeah. expect good questions from you. So That's no true. need to always put it out. But anyway, um, <laughs> it is a good question, though. And uh, no, it does not change North Carolina's plan. And some of this is just the uncertainty with what's going on with rosters and scholarship numbers and all that. You have, you have eligibility frozen for the 2020 class. And while they have granted a waiver for seniors for next year, there's no one knows exactly how the NCAA is going to handle things beyond that. So just to kind of be precautious, a lot of staffs, including North Carolina's, are, are kind of being very uh, conservative with their approach to this class um, so that they will be able to sign a decent amount of, of uh, recruits in the next class. Okay, awesome. Okay, so let's get into um, – okay, you mentioned more targets potentially. Would that be potential flips here and there, or, or why did you say that? Well, I think, yes. So there's you – know, you always keep – even though North Carolina, for the most part, their class that they have committed, they're happy with. And the only need they really have left unfulfilled is that second offensive lineman, uh, which they hope will be addressed by either Diego Pounds or Yusuf Mugerbill. Um, but you just always keep your, your eyes open for guys who might potentially decommit or something happens and, and things open up. Um, or someone just emerges during the football season, which, you know, the, the high school football season in North Carolina um, is not going to take place until February. So, yeah, so you just, you just never know what could happen, and you don't want to be left with an opportunity to land a really elite guy and not have the space for him. Got it. And the other, the other thing, too, is if, as I mentioned, that offensive line position is the only position objective left for this class, um, if UNC misses on both pounds – and uh, Mugerville, then you're going to see UNC offer additional offensive linemen or get back in it with some other guys they offered previously. And really, you know, we, I know we're going to get into it eventually, but Diego Pounds is scheduled to announce his uh, college decision on Friday. Yeah. And so if he does not pick North Carolina, then UNC definitely I, – I, I anticipate North Carolina expanding that pool of targets. Okay, so let's get right into that. Uh, probably the, the, the most – uh, current topic of relevance, Diego Pounds out of Raleigh is making uh, his decision on Friday. Let me pull up his profile. Um, what can you tell you? What can you tell us about what's going on there? Let me let me get you some info here. He is six foot six, three oh five, at a Milbert High School, a three star composite uh, player, four hundred forty four in the nation, thirty eight offensive tackle, twenty five in the state. His crystal ball right now with five predictions is 100% towards Penn State. Don, the floor is yours. Yeah, so at the very least, I could tell you, I talked to his coach earlier this week. His coach said yeah, he's going to come out with some sort of list of a handful of schools, but really this is coming down to two schools. And uh, for those who've been following this closely, know who those two schools are, UNC and Penn State. You know, we've been saying for a while, you know, basically, let's just kind of just give a track record of this early on. And I'm talking way back in January, UNC was an offer that 
pounds highly coveted. And it just, at that point, never happened. And North Carolina filled up at the offensive line position, particularly with, with Jarrett Wilson's commitment. Um, and then also you have um, Eli Sutton committing too. So then fast forward to... I guess it was early July. Whenever Jarrett Wilson decommitted, UNC obviously needs to fill that, that void. And so the, one of the first guys they reached out to was Diego Pounds and sent the offer out to him. At that point, Pounds had already, his profile had risen tremendously. He had added a bunch of scholarship offers, including some, you know, SEC schools, Big Ten schools and all that. And Penn State had emerged as a school that really, that, that he really liked a lot. And depending on who you talk to, some of the sources I've spoken to have said that he was on the track to committing it to Penn State at that point, like within days of North Carolina offering him. The UNC offer caused him to pause. And then um, really since then, it's just a matter of him kind of going back and forth between when he wants to commit and everything. The problem for North Carolina's purposes is that both him and his mom feel slighted because they feel like he's a plan B because since North Carolina didn't get Jarrett Wilson, now they want him. And they feel like, you know, Penn State's been there and Penn State's recruiting him consistently. Mm. And uh, whether right or wrong, I know a lot of posters, you know, think that that's not the way he should be thinking, but that's how he thinks. And so I've said from the get-go, there are wounds there that Mm. need time to heal. And what North Carolina needs to do in the immediate future is to drag out this recruitment. So the fact that he's deciding on Friday, I don't like North Carolina's chances in that scenario. Mm. Had he said something of like December 2nd, just a random date to kind of throw out there, that he was going to make a decision, then I would really like North Carolina's chances. But, you know, it's it's not looking good. Now, with that said, if he picks Penn State on Friday, I wouldn't just completely just unfollow him on Twitter, you know, because I think that he's a guy that North Carolina is going to continue to recruit. He has strong relationships with several members of North Carolina's commitment list. As I mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a scholarship offer he, he's wanted, and it's closer to Penn State. He's never visited Penn State, too, because of all the COVID stuff. So that's I goofy, think, man. I think, yeah, well, that's the t- times that we live in. But I think yeah. um, things bode well for North Carolina to get back into this, even if he picks Penn State on Friday. I mean, what's crazy is that he has never driven to Penn State, right? He doesn't know how long that drive is. Yeah. Like, that's, a, it, game, that's a game changer, especially when – Millbrook to, to Chapel Hill is probably 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. And, I mean, and some kids want to get away. I don't get that sense away from him. But I think, you know, I mean, he's a high school kid. And so it's one thing to kind of look on MapQuest and see that it's, I don't know how far it is, but it's, it's, a, it's several hours away. It's one thing to see that length on MapQuest. It's another thing to be in that car for that period of time and think about, man, this is a long ride. And he hasn't been able to experience that. And he doesn't yeah. know if he's, if he's comfortable on campus. Uh, he, he probably has not met any of Penn State's coaches in person. So <laughs> it's one thing to kind of jive. You know, Ross and I get along on the podcast all the time when we're far apart. But when we're a per- person, we're, we're fighting like cats and dogs. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I'm pulling up the map quest here to see how far it is. It's a seven, seven hours and 13-minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. So – through DC, so you get all the you get all that ninety five traffic through DC too. So you got to hit at the right time. Well, I'm there's got to be another way to, way you can avoid DC, but well, as, it's gonna be longer going that way. Yeah. Well, I as somebody who my parents, as I mentioned, live in in Philadelphia. Most of my family lives in Philadelphia. I've driven that, and I know that when you make that trip, you if you do not plan your trip out based off of when you hit DC, you are going to be in the car for a very long time because DC traffic is a. When's the best time to hit it? When are you? When's the best time to go through DC? Obviously, like late at night, right? 
Yeah. So what we typically what? do. Let's, well, okay. Tell me what you do. Go ahead. We typically leave here around rush hour traffic. And because we're going north, it's the rush hour traffic around here is not so bad. And that means typically we hit Washington, D.C., you know, around like 9, 10 o'clock at night. Okay. So I would say, let's say, what's the best time to hit D.C. between 8 p.m., 8, 8, 8 a.m. and 6 p.m.? Like if you have I to just, drive during that time. Yeah, it's, I, I just don't – I think you're going to be – screwed either way i mean it's just it's it's just awful it really is and, and a lot of it is dc itself is bad but it's like 95 when you're approaching it and yeah. also if, if you don't have one of those um those easy passes mm. you're getting stuck in those tolls going now this is me when i'm going i'm going through delaware and all that but um you get in those tolls where it will take forever to get through to through them just to give your your two dollars once you get that, through once you get past fredericksburg yeah Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. We got so, drain. We got to drain the swamp, Don. That's that's right. That's another topic. What's it like having the same name as the president? Uh, well, I I mean, since I was young, you know, when you're you're a kid, people always make fun of you for whatever. So I was always called not always. There were times where people would try to tease me by calling me Donald Trump, but <laughs> uh, you know, I don't not, think uh, yeah. Not really that much of a cut down when you're. 10 all right let's get back on track here boys yeah because i always my response would be well at least i'm rich Your name is. <laughs> uh, okay all right so diego pounds is now, what time is he announcing on friday uh, i am unaware of an exact time just say he's announcing on friday okay do you want to tell the listeners what happened when i texted you asking about pounds two days ago <laughs> I, what, what happened i don't know you tell your side i said hey man what's going on with pounds so i can do my job and you did not respond it's like I don't exist when I ask a question that's hard. <laughs> well, so in my defense, you texted me on Tuesday morning, which what am I doing on Tuesday morning? You should be working, helping me out. I, no, I am working on the, the scoop, mm. which, as you know, our editor, Ben Sherman, is very involved with. So there's a lot of conversation back and forth between him and I. And considering this was, we wanted to get the wording right on this one. Not that we don't want to always get the wording right, but this one in particular, we wanted to make sure we got the wording right. So there was a lot of extra communication between both of us. And really, um, some of it had to be altered because, you know, we were always expecting at some point pounds would kind of come out and be like, I'm going to commit on two days from now sort of thing. But um, when I, I mean, I begin writing the scoop like a week ahead of time. So I had been spending what, like, I don't know, 75% of my writing time already without knowing that Pounds had a commitment date set. So, so there were some um, alterations that needed to be, to be done, done correctly. Okay. I mean, so I said, where is Pounds going? You didn't respond. 19 minutes later, I hit you with a question mark. And you go, then you responded. You say, if it's something you need to know, I'll let you know closer to Friday. And I said, I said, I wish I didn't have to send you a question mark to get a text response on a work matter for my coworker, my podcasting partner, and my best friend. I don't understand what's wrong. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it's like, can you at least help me out here? All right, moving on. All right, Diego Pounds, Friday. Uh, big time uh, commitment, whether it's Penn State, Carolina, or somewhere else. All right, Moogabill. Yusuf Moogabill. What's going on with him, Don? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go through each one of these individually. Because we, we did this in – I did this in the weekly scoop. Right, just, and, what's going on? Anything? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, there's been some advancements. Um, check out the weekly scoop for those advancements with both him and Bryson Nesbitt. And um, I, I mean, we don't talk too much about Ingram Dawkins. I mean, there is some stuff, but I mean, I think Ingram Dawkins is another one who I, I'm not sure if he has an exact date. I know he's committing sometime soon, but you know, he's down to four schools, North Carolina and three SEC schools. And I, and I fully expect him to commit to one of those, those, SEC schools okay. when he commits. Mugerville is still in the picture. Is that fair to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then uh, Bryson Nesbitt, anything we should know that you don't want to reveal or should we just read on the scoop? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's the guy North Carolina is putting a lot of um, time into. We, you know, the prior scoop actually goes in a lot more detail about him and his situation. I talked to a very, very, very good source, mm. and his information is in there, just kind of um, breaking down what, uh, what's – there's some noises going on downstairs. I'm sorry that I'm not sure. I, I have a very strange family. Um, but not, not enough cookies down there. That's right. That's right. They're going to come bum rush me. Look how, look how much Don laughed when I mentioned cookies. The <laughs> thought of cookies made him crack. I said, I said something about cookies. He bust out and laughed because it just brings so much joy to his face. Uh, well, it's that. And I just – Imagine my family like running up here, just tackling me while I'm on the podcast and grabbing the cookies and running like how much that wouldn't be great for the actual listening audience. But for those who are watching on YouTube, I think they would enjoy it. Hey, I got big diet coming up. Uh Oh, what does that mean? When I get back from my trip, um, I am going, it's going to be like, so beginning of beginning of October, I mean, I got another trip coming, but beginning of October, a little bit, maybe a weekend I'm going meat. Vegetables, nuts. Okay. No caffeine, no sugar, no carbs, no fruit. I mean, no dairy. So how frequently do you drink coffee? Every day. Every day. I'd say five days a week. So on days that you don't drink coffee, do you get a headache or anything like that? Any sort of like – Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. I've actually – yeah, today I've actually had a little bit of headache, but I've had a little bit of coffee. So we'll see. I don't think that's not going to be as hard. Um, really? The no caffeine. Well, because I, because so I, I'm not, I never was a coffee drinker. And I think really during COVID, I just got into this routine of drinking coffee with my wife in the morning. And then there were a couple of days where I didn't drink coffee and I didn't really even think about it. And I got headaches on those days, particularly yeah. when I was on the road. And then I just started being like, oh, that's it. I'm addicted to freaking coffee. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not worried about the coffee. So, I mean, I like it. What are you worried about that? I, a carbs is going to be very tough. Okay. Carbs, desserts, pasta, bread, rice. I mean, I, I eat rice for almost every, almost every, you know, one, one, once one meal a, a day is. So is give me, based. give me, um, I know that we, we don't need to go really go down this rabbit hole, but give me like an example of a meal that you will have as part of this diet. I mean, so it'll be a lot of meat. Um, when I don't really eat that much meat, uh, really? no, I, I don't cook that much with meat. I eat mostly vegetarian. I mean, occasionally meat. I mean, I'm not like a, I'm not a full vegetarian or full vegan, but so it'll be grilled chicken and then it'll do I mean, roasted sauteed vegetables. Okay. Probably a lot of salad. So I'll go with lettuce, grilled chicken, maybe a grilled salmon or something, nuts, vegetables. Um, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of, it's gonna be a lot of meat. I mean, maybe like some ground beef. It's gonna be a lot of salads. I like a lot of salads. So okay. that's gonna be it. And then um, it's basically a keto diet. Gotcha. I know you have no idea what that I- means. Well, I've heard of it. I have actually been trying to um, 
basically stick to my same diet, but um, get away from the meats other than fish. Now, I still eat meat. It's just so hard when you, you know, have an entire family. It's just easier yeah. to eat the same I thing. I think the best way if you're looking to lose weight is to cut out carbs and um, soda and sugar. And, yeah, I don't and, drink. I don't drink. I really don't drink soda. Yeah, yeah. I think you gotta make it. I'm not really trying to lose weight. I'm trying to um, shift around some weight and have more energy. And so, well, just, I'm just trying to see what will happen. I'm not really in it for a weight loss thing. All right, okay. let's move on. Um, okay, so we went through the targets. Digger pounds. Bryson Nesbitt. Uh, Mugerbill, Ingram Dawkins is Nesbitt. What's going on, Nesbitt? Is there any? I mean, is what's his what's his time frame? Okay, so he he's taking his time. And he's okay with taking his time. And all the, the main schools that are involved with him are – well, I don't know if they're okay, but they, were, yeah. they will allow him to take his time. So he's going to come out with a top five schools list at some point. He's already admitted that North Carolina, South Carolina, and UCLA are on that list. And really, those are the only schools that really matter. Whoever he throws on there are <laughs> not going to be much of a, of a challenger for him. I – you know – and I – I think it's going to come down to those three schools. He wants to take quarantine visits to those three schools, which means because, because the debt period has been extended until, um, until January, which means that he can, vi- he can visit schools, nothing against that, but he won't be able to interact with any of the coaches, can't no tours, that sort of thing. So, so he'll go to, to campuses if this is what he's, he, I guess, sticks to. He'll, he'll go to campus. What are you taking a picture of? He'll go to campuses – and just kind of drive around, walk around, maybe have a mule, that sort of thing. And, and that would be it. All right, cool. Let's um, – okay, sounds good. Uh, awesome. Okay, so when those are the four we're watching, and obviously Friday is important, but remember it's not over till the December signing period, and it could be a lot of movement there. And even – it's just so different with visits. I mean, visits – I wonder if the lack of visits – I know there'll be a lot more decommits, but also there's a sense of where if I can't visit anywhere else, like I may just stick with where I'm comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, think like, I think we've seen that a lot. Because you see the flips when a in like late October, November, somebody committed to Florida, visits Georgia, you know, and then commit and then decommits and flips or, or you know, Virginia, Virginia Tech. You see those flips happen when they can visit the school during a football season and they get a different view. And that's what happened. Like Peyton Wilson, for example, that's for example, him flipping. Like, so I'm wondering the impact of lack of visits or no visits during the fall, how that will change what happens in October, November, December with recruitments. Yeah. I think that, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of changes in those months. I think one, you know, the NCAA is right now is going to stick to the December signing period, which is going to be interesting if they end up moving it. Um, but um, so how many, how many commitments actually signed then will be key and will be, be most telling? Because uh, typically you try to get all of your commitments signed in December, and if they don't sign in December, you kind of assume, okay, they're not really a commitment. So, but you have guys who are going to naturally have some second thoughts because they haven't been able to visit schools. So that's, that's yeah. to me, is going to be the most interesting thing is that December signing period. And we should start to kind of hear what guys are going to do starting in early December. Yeah, and then we'll, this is going to lead into what we're going to talk about after the break. But um, the dead period was extended to December. We'll talk about how that impacts UNC and get into a little bit more because there's been a little bit of movement to see if they could open that up among players. I don't know if you saw that, Don, yeah. on Twitter. And then yeah. who knows what happens in January and February because the second signing period 
is the uh, starts the first Wednesday of February. John, uh, Don, it's getting a little chilly. When you get chilly, what do you want to put on? A hoodie. A hoodie or sweatshirt. I've been wearing sweatshirts this whole week. Best place to get your Carolina sweatshirts is Johnny T-shirt, johnnytshirt.com, online. Inside, Carolina subscribers can use the 10% off discount code to get your family matching sweatshirts, matching hats, T-shirts, tailgating stuff, things for the kitchen, the house, posters, pictures. They have everything, golf stuff. Any UNC gift, holiday seasons right around the corner, birthdays, engagements, anniversaries, go to Johnny T-shirt, johnnytshirt.com, and get your loved ones and friends UNC apparel. I got three sweatshirts from there over the, uh, over the spring. I was wearing one earlier today. So Johnny T-shirt, it's your one-stop shop for all your UNC apparel and clothing and trinket needs online giantteacher.com and then if you log on to inside carolina become a premium subscriber read don scoop get the 10 percent off discount code there's always deals to join inside carolina there's always a deal to get discounts at giantteacher.com if you're not subscribed to inside carolina i don't know what you're doing there's so many benefits uh on the board including that 10 percent off discount code johnny t-shirt and giantteacher.com we're gonna add on one more ad we'll be back to talk about 2021 class a little bit more and dive into the top targets for the Tar Heels for the 2022 class. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Good job. All right, we are back. Don, how you doing? I'm great. I'm hey, great. how did the Flyers do? They lost in the, I guess it was the quarterfinals, I guess, to we, the Islanders. Are we in the Stanley Cup finals right now? We are with um, Tampa Bay and Dallas. Some belt teams. <laughs> sure. That's what I heard someone say on TV recently. How's the, uh, how the Phillies doing? Phillies are doing awful. A lot of injuries. The bullpen sucks. So even though they'll build up like an eight-run lead in, in the uh, second inning, the bullpen will just blow it every single game, including last night. So I kind of kind of want the baseball season just to end so we can get some bullpen help because they have a good lineup and they have a couple good starters, starting pitchers. Dude, I have not even thought about baseball since you know it came back and you're like all right it's back but dude since football has been back i it's it's completely out of my mind is it okay. it's like crazy how little i care about baseball I mean, I, I mean, have you been watching the nfl sorry go ahead i have but i you know i had a little bit of hard time getting into the nfl oh my strangely gosh. and, and some in. of that and some of that was because it's well, it started basically the same weekend as college football 
And I almost feel like I need yep. like a separate weekend for each start to kind of get into the flow. I didn't even do a fantasy. Well, I did a fantasy team, but I'm, I'm not really <laughs> doing it. Um, yeah, I started betting on some games. Yeah, so I did, I did bet on some games, um, NFL games this past Sunday. Had a lot of fun um, with it. But, um, yes, maybe that will help. We'll have to do a Sunday man tower. Do you have a uh, red zone? Yes, I do. You do? You, yes. You talk red zone or you talk about Sunday ticket? Red zone. I have red zone. Awesome. I mean, here's the thing. You call, talk about the man tower, how you want to be there and all that sort of stuff. But then when I say, hey, what are you doing, Ross? Ross is like, no, I got to run today. You know, <laughs> That's what he says. Dude, it's such a long drive. It's like, I, but I love Look, red zone, so hey, I, may, I may have to come. This is what you need to do, okay? Friday night, you get your sleeping bag. You get your, your favorite pillow. You get a couple of different uh, pajamas. Get like two, three pairs of pajamas. Come on over. You sleep over, spend the entire weekend in the man tower. Just never leave. I got a fridge up here now, but I barely use it. I need to get like a microwave or something. I love it. I would love to just stay in that man tower for, for yeah, what, 48 hours Friday to, <laughs> and then leave on, leave on Monday morning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just do that. All right. I mean, I, I, I've, uh, I've become an NFL zombie. Uh, some of my friends would call it when you're just you have you watch so much sports. I mean, I just, I can't get enough NFL. Right well, now. I, now I had I've had a blast with college football though. You know, even though the games, yes, the games haven't been like these yeah. great matchups, but I mean, there have been some interesting games. It, it has been really, you know, I, I can't wait to SEC plays. I can't wait to the Big Ten plays. But really, I feel like what I'm tru- truly missing is a Pac-12 because I'm I'm waiting for those great games at like freaking midnight or yeah pack 12 after dark yeah yeah and i i didn't realize how much i enjoyed that until i'm sitting up watching coastal carolina at midnight and i'm like what's what am i doing yeah you're you're a sports zombie you're a you're the classic sports zombie i suppose yeah hockey and baseball and and college football all right excuse me a little mint gum in my mouth all right let's get into this um real quickly i mean do you think is the dead period going to last till December? Is that, is that a hard sticking point? So, you know, you mentioned this with, with some of the, what, what I guess some of the recruits are posting in there. I don't think, cause it's a, it seems like it's a lot of 22s, not necessarily 21s. Gotcha. Um, at least that's what my, my viewing and maybe I'm, I'm completely wrong on that, but I feel like the most likely, if they were going to change it, the most likely scenario is that they open up December for official visits because you got to think, but the 22s, they have plenty of time to kind of figure things out and take visits and everything. But 21s, if you want to sign in December, you, you kind of almost have to throw them a bone a little bit and allow them to take all of their visits, you know, take their official visits. Maybe they have some sort of special rules for, you know, some sort of, I don't know, whatever it may be, testing or whatever. But I could see that play out. And maybe they, I mean, who, NCAA does whatever they want. But, I mean, I just think that the 22 class has, has an entire year to take visits. So, I don't think that they, they'll be okay of missing a couple months. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it just sucks. You can't make it as an informed decision. Um, all right. I'm pulling up the 2022 class and getting these names ready. I'm having some technical issues. I'm getting a, a CBS Interactive, like, I'm blocking. getting the same thing. Yeah. Blocking on all these targets you sent me. So, I'm going to have to Google. I'm going to have to pull up the profiles a different way. But we'll make it work. So that's what we do for our. Um, well, you gotta you gotta scroll and hit the dismiss. It's really weird. Okay, I'm just gonna pull up the profiles. 
Um, okay, so this is it. This is the big <laughs> – hopefully you've stayed on listening to this through all our different rants. Um, we're going to go through Don's top 12 targets for UNC in the 2022 class. Jump right into it. This is a no order. This is alphabetical order. Don, I'm going to lay them out. You tell me just a little bit about him, why UNC likes him, and, and maybe a little bit about the recruitment. Let's not spend too much time on each guy. Just kind of get a brief bio and just kind of familiar, start familiarizing ourselves with each player. Sound good? I am ready. Sounds okay. great. Michael Allen, running back, 5'10", 181 from Greenville Rose High School. He is a four-star prospect, the number 135th ranked player in the 2022 class. Uh, like you said, he's running back. He's a guy who also excels in baseball. Uh, he, he camped at North Carolina last – not this past summer, summer before that. Um, like a lot of these guys, hasn't really got his recruitment started, so hasn't made a whole lot of visits, but definitely is intrigued by North Carolina, and uh, North Carolina is recruiting him really heavily. Okay, running back, he's from North Carolina, so obviously going to be a top target, one of, the, one of the, the top targets in the state, number five as well, Michael Allen. Do you know how many uh, – was it one running back in this class? You don't want to answer this, do you? One running back in this class? Yeah, let's, at- just because it's so up in the air with some of this yeah. stuff, let's just kind of leave that, that alone. Okay, anything, uh, anything you want. All right, Benji Gosnell, tight end from East Surrey High School in Pilot Mount, North Carolina, 6'4", 225. He is a four-star as well, 250, the number 257th-ranked player in the nation, the number 11th-ranked tight end, Donnie. Yeah, so obviously his last name should be familiar. His brother is a wide receiver at North Carolina. I don't think that's going to have a huge impact on him. Um, I think overall, just his comfort level with, with UNC, his old, one of his older, I think his oldest brother um, has like season tickets. So they go there a lot as fans and, and he kind of grew to go up where? to go where uh, to Keenan stadium okay, um, gotcha. as fans. Um, and Benji kind of grew up going to UNC games, UNC fa- uh, fan. Um, he came out with the top three at one point, Ohio state, Florida, and UNC, but has backtrack off of that. The big-time programs like Ohio State and Clemson are really, really high on him. Clemson hasn't offered, but if Clemson does offer, it, it could change his recruitment. So he's definitely a guy. I mean, he's a four-star guy, ranked in the in the, the top 247. Or no, he's actually not ranked in the top 247. But uh, I, I think eventually he'll make it there. I mean, he, so he's talented. We list him as a tight end, but, but this is a guy who could play a lot of different positions. Yeah, I mean, great size at 6'4", 225, already – Seems like he has that kind of elite college size. I mean, Notre Dame, Penn State, South Carolina, Tennessee, West Virginia, Louisville, Georgia. This is a national recruitment with Ohio State also in play. Benji Gosnell out of East Surrey, which is 1A football, right, Donnie? That is right. All right, moving on. Um, all right, one more thing. I mean, with, with Benji, like, some players want to create their own path, you know, get away from where their brother went. Um, some players just they grew up a fan. It's easier for the parents to go there, kind of like the Fox brothers. Um, or the same with um, Yami Brown and, and Joffrey Brown. And you said it's not a huge factor. Anything else on that? Do you think uh, – is there anything else on that? I th- so I think that right now his mentality is he wants to kind of make his own path. But I think just talking to family members and talking to those close to him, I think ultimately he's going to feel some pressure to stay a little bit closer. So, you know, because, you know, like, like with, with the Fox brothers, I mean, it's so much easier on, on parents to decide where you're going on, on Saturdays, mm-hmm. you know, but if you have two kids at two different schools, then that's a lot more difficult. 
for sure. In-state program, things might be rolling big time by the time Gosnell comes up to a decision. All right, moving on. Omarion. Omarion. Omarion Hamilton from Cleveland High School in Clayton, North Carolina. Clayton is it's where uh, Tommy Ash is from, right? That's right. Famous. You know the, what'd you say? He's famous. Yeah, Tommy Ashley is Johnson County. Uh, running back, six foot two fifteen. He's very high ranked. A four-star prospect, one twenty-one in the nation, and number tenth ranked running back in the country. Good size at six foot. Don. Yeah, so I mean, this is a guy, another guy who I think will go up in the rankings. Uh, he's he's kind of like a Todd Gurley sort of style running back, very very physical, but yet you know sneaky speed. Um, one of those highlight films that you put on and just is just uh, you get a lot of enjoyment at watching. You know, um, he smashes people, uh, great plays, elusive, all that sort of stuff. So I mean, he's a guy that yeah, he's going to be one of the top top uh, recruits to come out of North Carolina. Marion Hampton. What kind of enjoyment are we talking about here? God, I don't know what type of enjoyment you have in mind. I All right, moving uh, on. <laughs> All right, Malik. Malik. Malachi. Malachi Hamrick. Okay. I had that wrong. Malachi Hamrick, outside linebacker. I'm sure someone's gonna be like on the boards and be like, Ross didn't know how to pronounce the names of the prospects. Um, outside linebacker, six four, two hundred pounds. From Shelby High School, home of David Ray Allen, ranked uh, the number – he's a four-star, ranked number 141 in the nation, number 12 outside linebacker. This seems like that outside linebacker, defensive end type player that, that Jay Bateman likes to recruit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's an edge rusher. And you watch his film, I mean, he's coming off the edge, a lot of speed, good length. He's on the skinny side, which is what prevented North Carolina from offering for a while, but obviously they have um, since then. Um, he's another guy who has a bunch of offers now. Uh, just you know, comes from a program Shelby, which I believe is the winningest program in North Carolina high school football history. Really? Uh, yes, uh, they've won like the state championship in like every year for the last however many years, except for Dax Holyfield's uh, senior season. Um, so, hey, where did Jack? Uh, where's Jack Holyfield going? He just committed to Virginia Tech a couple weeks ago. Really? Okay. And I really think a lot of that, I, I, I really just, I went down there to, for Malachi and I was talking to Jack. I've known Jack for a while. Yeah. And I got the sense that he actually wanted to go somewhere else, but everyone kind of assumed he was going to Virginia Tech. So I think he was just like, eh, let's just go to Virginia Tech. Yeah. I know everyone hates Dak, Dax Holyfield and all that sort of stuff, but it's really a great family. Yeah, and I, they hate, I, love, I love Dak. He's great. Yeah, I mean, if he would have came to Carolina, the UNC fans would have freaking loved him. Yeah. But, yeah, I liked him. And that, was they were, that was a good recruitment to cover. Yeah. Um, okay, Malachi Hamrick. Yeah, anything else there? Um, seems like you, UNC's definitely in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was actually a guy early on that kind of said a lot of really positive things about North Carolina. Even went as far, I think, one time to mention, okay, if North Carolina offers, they're going to be the team to beat sort of thing. You know, he's, got, he's, he's added so many scholarship offers that it's made him kind of think twice about that but UNC is definitely in this uh the one school really that has kind of speaking of Virginia Tech the, that's the one school that really probably has the best chance as it stands today to steal them away from North Carolina who recruits Shelby for UNC I believe that's Gillespie okay. but is, with your job to know it it is my job to know they change the Cleveland County recruiter all the time but see in that situation Jay Bateman is very actively involved because um, not only we won't, uh, I do not have Hopper on this list, but um, 
in addition to Hamrick, um, UNC has also offered his teammate, Santana Hopper, who, um, and so Bateman is actively involved in the recruitment of Shelby right now. It's Tyrone's cousin, I think. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. All right. Malachi Hamrick. Next up is, let me pull it up here, slacked off on that one. Jake Pope, a safety, sorry, from Beaufort, Georgia, 6'2", 190. He is unranked in the 2022 class by both 24-7 Sports and the Composite. Yeah, so this is another guy who comes from a really, really good high school football program. This, this is a national football powerhouse and has really done a really good job in sending guys to North Carolina. Really, they've sent a ton of guys all over the place. But uh, Pope's one of the few recruits to actually have taken a quarantine visit to North Carolina. We, we did a, um, a story shortly after that quarantine visit. Or not shortly after. We did it sometime after that, that quarantine visit that you know, he kind of breaks down why he took it, which was kind of interesting, but then also just what he actually did. Um, so, yeah, so, he's, so to take a quarantine visit, I think that speaks a lot to his interest level. So I think North Carolina is going to be a major player in, in his recruitment. He's a safety, a, phys- a physical guy, um, and uh, I know Jay Bateman is really high on him. All right, Jake Pope out of Buford. I think Nick Polino is from there, mm-hmm. and maybe Bryson Richardson as well. Yes, yep. All right, RIP, Bryson Richardson. Still alive, just doesn't uh, is not at UNC anymore. All right, Shalik Knotts. Um, yes. Did I say that right? Yes, and it goes by Punch. <laughs> Come a on, bit e- a little bit easier to say, I guess. Punch Knotts. Yes. That's pretty awesome, man. So now there is. So I did because I, I get that question all the time, and I've asked him what what's the I guess the backstory, and he said I think it was an uncle or grandfather called him Punch and doesn't know why, and so it just stuck. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, 6'2", 175, 24-7 sports, composite four-star player from Monroe High School in Monroe, North Carolina. That's down by Charlotte, I believe. Yes, just outside Charlotte. Yep. Uh, number 53 in the nation. So this is the highest one we've talked, talked about so far. Number eight wide receiver. Uh, this is going to be a national recruitment, it seems, as well. Georgia, Kentucky, Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Miami, Penn State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. You know, every you know, tons of regional schools will offer him. Don. Yeah. So the one thing you'll notice with this class is that it, the 22 class very top heavy. So while it's not nearly as deep as as the the prior classes, the the top group is is pretty impressive and and probably has you know right now I won't say his name because I don't want to give it away but he's later on in this list he's actually ranked I believe he's ranked higher than any of those any in-state recruit in any of the prior classes but anyway who, who right. is the, the next guy you're talking about well, he's later on the list i don't want yeah, to give him I got away you. i got you i got you so uh knots uh you know obviously wide receiver big physical guy i'm not even 100 percent sure wide receiver is going to be his uh his college position he's just so such a big um athletic kid Could play a lot of different positions but but wide receiver obviously is one of them. Plays with Carolina Stars, which for those who follow recruiting know that that they have a lot of um, top recruits. Probably the it, well, it is the best seven on seven team in North Carolina. Probably the Carolinas, um, and has Drake May as quarterback, and and uh, Gavin Blackwell is one of the wide receivers. So a lot of UNC flavor there. Uh, yeah, he's a kid who um, who really has kind of been on the radar for a long time, just because you know he's he's dominated a lot of camps and seven on seven events. Awesome. Okay, Shalik Punch Knots. All right, moving on. Albert Reed, 
a six foot three, two hundred and ten pound outside linebacker from Glenn High School in Kernsville, North Carolina. Unranked. This is the same high school as Ra Ra Dilworth and the late great um, offensive lineman who has already forgot his name. Out of sight, out of mind. I don't know who you're talking about. Javari Ritzy's. Uh, oh, Ritzy. Okay. Who was, <laughs> I, I was? I was confusing the Winston Salem offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, so Albert Red is another one of those guys, an outside linebacker, um, rush end sort of thing that fits perfectly in Bateman's defense. And he's a kid who's interesting because when you watch him, and you see, I've seen him in a bunch of camps this offseason, or not, I don't know if this is offseason because North Carolina high schools don't play until February, but whatever it is. Um, He's kind of a tweener, so I can see a lot of other schools kind of passing on him. He does have a bunch of other offers, but um, for Bateman's purposes, he's perfect for that position because he has the um, playing in space background, but also is is a guy who who likes to come off the the edge. But he he's not as he doesn't have the size to play defensive end on a consistent basis which is what a lot of other schools would want. But, yeah, I mean, with Rara, who has been one of North Carolina's most vocal recruiters, North Carolina has a really good chance with uh, landing Albert Red eventually. Great building a little pipeline from Glenn High School in Kernsville. Okay, next up, Colin Sadler, offensive tackle, 6'5", 295 from Greenville High School in Greenville, South Carolina. High-ranked kid. 24-7 sports, composite four-star prospect, 145 in the nation. Number 16 offensive tackle uh, in the nation as well. And he has four predictions right now. They're all for Clemson. Yeah, so um, we said alphabetical order, but I knew it was one of these names are not in alphabetical order, but oh well. Um, so his, yes, I mean, I think Clemson's a team to beat here. North Carolina has a puncher's chance because his grandfather actually – played at North Carolina in the 60s. Mm. So um, UNC is actually one of the few schools that he visited earlier this year before the coronavirus ended things. Um, but, you know, and UNC was actually, I believe, one of the first schools to offer him. So UNC's in it. I think UNC will be in it until the end, but it's going to be difficult to overcome Clemson for an in-state guy. Yeah, Greenville. I mean, that's a 25-minute that's a drive, right? Greenville to Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Colin Sadler, offensive tackle from Greenville, South Carolina. Okay, here's the big boy. Big boy. Cheesy Trav. Travis Shaw, six foot five. I think he's a bit taller than that now, right, Don? Six foot six, maybe? Something like that, yeah. 310. I think he's bigger than that. He's just he's a massive human being. Let's defensive, just say that. Defensive tackle from Grimsley High School in Greensboro, North Carolina. He's the number six. Ranked kid in the 20, uh, 2022 class, number two defensive tackle, number one player in the state. Uh, 24-7 sports has him ranked a little bit lower, number 27 in the nation. But, I mean, this is a guy from Greensboro. I mean, it's literally – I went to Grimsley. It is an hour drive, if not a little bit less. Wait, where do you, you know that when I talk to Travis every single time, he asks me how you're doing? Because <laughs> yeah, apparently right. you're like a famous alum. <laughs> yeah, right. I do want to talk to this coach a little bit. Uh, I've had a little idea for a story. Maybe we'll see. Uh, all right. Travis Shaw. I mean, we, we, we've heard, if you follow UNC recruiting, you know about this guy. I mean, he's an hour away. Um, I mean, UNC is the closest power five school. That's not true. Wake Forest. My bad. But it's the second closest 
to Greensboro. What's going on with Travis Shaw, Dom? Yeah, so he came out with this top 13 earlier this month. Um, I'd list all 13, but that's not good uh, Good podcasting. Um, North Carolina is definitely heavily involved in this. And I actually think, you know, Clemson's involved in this too. And a lot of people assume that's where he's going to ultimately end up. But I actually think North Carolina is a lot more of a threat than what people are giving them credit for. He's been there more than any other school. He's very comfortable on campus. He's very comfortable with the coaching staff. As far as a player is concerned, I mean, he is a massive human being and he moves so incredibly well. And I mentioned this, I went on a, um, I was at a camp that he was at. I'm filming behind the quarterback dummy during one-on-ones and during, during some other drills. And when you, when he's coming at you and he's coming out, obviously coming at that, uh, the quarterback dummy, it's scary. I mean, cause he is just so big and just so fast. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's impressive. I mean, he, he's, he, he does need to, tr- to uh, slim down a little bit, but he just screams NFL talent. Mm, that's awesome. And he's a basketball player. I mean, I have a buddy who, who watches some uh, high school basketball in the area, and he can dunk the ball, and mm-hmm. he's a force, and he's getting taller, six foot six, three something. Um, I mean, this is an elite guy, national recruitment. You got Alabama. I mean, every school in the nation wants this guy. Yeah. And he yeah. is right down the road in, in little old Greensboro. I mean – we're ways away, but you think it's going to be a Clemson-Carolina mat, uh, matchup here? Or is yeah. it too, too easy to kind of tell? I, well, yeah, it's so, it's so early. I think that those two schools, you can definitely count on those two schools to be in there until the very end. Okay, answer me this. What is important to him? I mean, what's his family like? I mean, is, is, is academics important? Is it being close to home? Is it um, – I mean, what kind of priorities do you see playing play, play a factor here for Travis? So I did ask him that during our most recent – conversation and you know he gives you like the standard answers i think that he does want something somewhat close i think clemson's within that radius i think he's very close with his mother and i think that uh she's going to want an easy ride to go see him and i think that uh he's going to want to be close enough to where he can get to her pretty quickly so i think um within that i don't know what the radius would be but i think i think distance is going to play a role and i think comfort comfort level and he mentioned that in his answer is going to be play a role. So you know, if North Carolina's coaching staff remains intact, uh, I think that's going to be huge because he's going to have um, long relationships with guys like Lonnie Galloway and, and Tim Cross. And Bateman's also involved in that too. And he's good friends with Miles Murphy. He is good friends with Miles Murphy, but he's also really good friends with, um, with Peyton Page, who's, who's committed to Clemson. Uh, so, right. you know, the, the, it, it's going to be a battle. <laughs> Let me do a little Googling here, but we'll move on here. Okay, Travis Shaw, top 10 player out of uh, Greensboro. All right, next one. We have uh, three left. Xavier Simmons, inside linebacker, 6'3", 210, Northwest Guilford, the Vikings from Greensboro, North Carolina, 2022 class, number 305 in the nation, number 11 inside linebacker, and a four-star prospect. Don, quick question. What is the mascot of the Northwest Guilford? team are they the vikings correct i used to I coach the swim team there once wow what type of coach were you were you a players coach i coached the swim team so i mean I, yeah i mean it was just myself you know developing were, were you always future. putting your arms around those those uh half naked um wet high school boys and just no. saying it's nope. okay that you lost that race my <laughs> this is funny so i coached a kid named daniel lee and he, Are you allowed to say his name? 
I don't know. I mean, he's twenty something now. He okay. went on to swim at Stanford. He's real. Stanford's like one of the best swimming schools. Okay. He was really good. I didn't really coach him much because he was really, really good. He's a breaststroker. Oh. And oh, we all. Was, I mean, he was so good. He was. We. He won states. He was. He was always there. And the one thing I taught him was the nerve dump. The what? The nerve dump. Oh God! What is that? It's like before a big race, you gotta get. A, you gotta go to the bathroom and take a nerve dump and i taught him that because i would do that before races and before so races. how do you te- how do you teach someone that do you take them in the bathroom and show them how it's done you say dude you gotta take a nerve dump oh so, you gotta okay, go in there because it makes you light for swimming it's key because it makes you lighter if you get all that <laughs> out of your body uh it's key for for athletic endeavors i mean i would do it for basketball and, and track and swimming and stuff that's crazy the nerve dump so what if you don't have to go what do you do i mean if you it, if you can't go, you can't go. I do nerve dumps before big. Uh, well, once you get into the flow and, and you get into and you get into the rhythm and you get regular with it, then that makes it easier. But I can imagine early on it could be tough to kind of get your body clock on that. Yeah, hopefully you have it all planned out. But the nerve dump is key. Uh, it's key, key, key. All right, moving on. All right, Xavier. Sorry, Xavier. Xavier Simmons. What you got Xavier for him? Simmons, forever going to be linked to the nerve dump. Um, <laughs> So he's a kid who I'm glad that 24-7 sports uh, ranked him so high because I think he really – he would be a lot more high profile than what he is, and he's a four-star guy, uh, had he been able to go to camps. And he hasn't really been able to go to anything. Um, I've been eager to kind of – to see him in person and and watch him kind of work out and that sort of stuff, but Guilford County is completely shut down, and and I don't believe he – partakes in any seven on seven and he hasn't done any camps so uh but he's a guy unc really likes um i really think his scholarship offer list is going to expand once uh some more film gets out on him which might not be until march um but uh hasn't taken a lot of visits i mean his recruitment is as open as they get because it's just it's just kind of just started but um outside linebacker edge rusher guy fits what exactly what north carolina is looking for at that position Sounds like right. a, so they got a couple a good worker. in-state outside linebacker targets. Yes, yes. And they're obviously graduating Fox and Hopper. Mm-hmm. So, so it fits perfectly for their for the timing. There you go. All right, two more left. Adam Randall out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 6'3", 198, wide receiver. And John, J.J. Jones is also a wide receiver for Myrtle Beach, a 2021 commitment. Uh, Four-star, 270 in the nation, 36 wide receiver in the nation, Adam Randall. Looks like he has a, a bunch of big offers already. Yeah, yeah, and Clemson came through with an offer a couple weeks ago, which is which is big. Um, if not for that, I would have thought North Carolina had a really, really, really good chance. Uh, North Carolina is still going to be in it. But can you imagine being a, um, being a defensive coordinator or an opposing uh, DB and – your team lines up against Myrtle Beach, which has six three Adam Randall and six three JJ Jones. Yeah, but they have a good quarterback. They they have they're so they have a quarterback that North Carolina is actually tracking. He hasn't well they had Luke Doty uh, for much of last year who ended up signing with South Carolina, but uh, the guy that uh, Ryan Berger I believe is a guy that North Carolina is going to be tracking. Um, so definitely keep his name in mind. North Carolina hasn't offered. Nobody's offered him. But hasn't played a whole lot other than the playoffs last year when Doty got injured. Anyway, on to Adam Randall. Big kid. Another kid I saw in camp, and he just absolutely dominated. It was inferior competition, but it was great uh, to see him dominate that inferior competition. Caught everything thrown in his direction. Um, 
and as I said, I think North Carolina is going to be in it. It's just, uh, you know, Clemson with an in-state kid is, is just going to be tough to overcome. Yeah, for sure. Okay, last one. Well, that was Adam Randall, wide receiver for Myrtle Beach. All right, Jalen Walker from Salisbury, North Carolina. You know what drink was made in Salisbury? Oh, got a cheer wine? Correct. Home Ooh, cheer wine. I thought I was going to go – I thought I was going to be wrong. I knew cheer wine's um, somewhere around there, but obviously it's – anyway, go ahead. I once, I once hitchhiked from Nantahala, North Carolina, to Salisbury, North Carolina. Why? How to get there. All right, 6'2", 220. Uh, I'll say, he, wait, I'm, I'm curious about this, this, this hitchhiking. Like I th- first of all, I thought it was illegal in North Carolina. And second, how old were you? And third, <laughs> you got to have stories from it. Uh, I was a whitewater rafting guide in the mountains of North Carolina, so way west, west of Asheville. And I had to get to Charlotte for a, uh, my brother's uh, engagement, an engagement party in Charlotte. This is back in 2006. My car broke down, didn't have a car, and uh, essentially hitchhiked with a stranger who I figured, who found out was going to, to that area. So he took me to Salisbury, and then I got picked up in Salisbury and went to Charlotte. Gotcha. And his like kid was like, daughter was in the back, and I was in the front. We were in a pickup oh. truck. Man, strange. Yeah. My, um, my dad would tell me when he was younger, he would hitchhike all the time. So that was different times, though. Anyway, let's go to Jalen Walker. All right, Jalen Walker, and he's ranked – he's a high-ranked kid out of Salisbury, yeah. number 41 in the nation, number two outside linebacker, and number two player in the state. So big-time uh, big guy here. Yeah, so if you didn't hate Clemson before you listened to this podcast, you probably hate them now, and I'm going to mention them again. This is another kid who seems destined for Clemson. His dad is the head coach at Catawba College. And um, dur- while he's been a head coach, one of his assistant coaches was uh, Keith Henry, who is the dad of KJ Henry, who is a defense lineman at Clemson. Um, and I believe uh, his dad has a lot of connections to Clemson staff. So uh, the kid says he's wide open. He did came, come out with a top 10. Uh, I guess it was about a month ago. North Carolina was in it. Um, but it's pretty obvious that Clemson's going to be a s- strong challenger and maybe an, an insurmountable challenger for his recruitment. But, you know, great player, you know, smart player. You know, definitely you could tell he's a coach's son because he just – he knows all the, the details of the, of the game and uses that in, in, in drills and that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he's going to be the consensus number two in-state guy for that class, for this class. Good stuff. Yeah, Jalen Walker out of Salisbury. Yeah, there's, there's been state kids here, but as you said, a lot of uh, players that Clemson is very much in on, as you would expect, for UNC to get to that next level where they're competing with Clemson and then eventually, you know, getting to where they can beat Clemson. They're going to have to win some of these recruitments. Um, yeah. And so we'll see what happens there. All right, Don, we're going to skip the questions we had left. I think we've ran a little long here. Yeah, yeah, that's We'll fine. do those the next time. The top five is the top five 19 19- – 90s movie 90s movie 90s comedies movies uh get those to don when we record next time anything else to close us out i'm just excited to eat my cookies <laughs> all right so hopefully you got a better idea of the 2021 class and what remains there for the and the 2022 class. oh my bad my bad top, i'm not paying 12. attention yeah the top 12 targets 
from Mr. Don Callahan. We appreciate you listening to The Scoop. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.